This is Ring the Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen for today's program on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Ringler Radio. Uh, I'm Larry Cohen, your host here. Uh, we're at the Atla Convention in Toronto, broadcasting uh, all week, and it's been really exciting for us to be here, meeting a lot of high-profile guests, uh, and we've been interviewing them and having great shows on these uh, topics the last few days. Today we have uh, a real Chicago flavor to our program. Uh, welcoming my co-host today is uh, Mike Casey from Chicago. He's our Midwest Division uh, leader. And Mike, welcome to Ringler. Good morning, Larry. Uh, and also with Mike is uh, his uh, colleague, Ken Claypack, also from our Chicago Ringler office. Hi, Ken. Good morning, Larry. Mike, uh, you have another special guest here with you today from Chicago, uh, and I think I'd like you to introduce him to our audience, and uh, and we'll get into it. You know, Larry, I am born and bred in Chicago and uh, very proud of my city, and, uh, and the guest we have here today uh, is uh, one of the guys that Bringing Chicago to a new level. In fact, I've got to embarrass him a little bit and talk about uh, Newsweek honoring people who make a, uh, a project of their life to help others. And they've just recently honored uh, our guest here, Jeff Goldberg, because that is what he does. He's an advocate for the little guy. Jeff, thanks very much for coming today. Good morning. Thanks a lot, Mike, for inviting me. Uh, I also have, I want to mention, you know, being here at ATLA in Toronto uh, is a lot of... Uh, fun for us because throughout the year we work with the best trial lawyers across the country and develop relationships and uh and so we get to to meet with them and and uh, enjoy a couple of days in a great city uh partnership is uh with plaintiff attorneys has come to a new level in my office in chicago because ken was a plaintiff attorney for 19 years and has decided to come in as a true partner and working with me in chicago ken uh, it's been a joy to, to have you on board uh, so far so good first 10 <laughs> months uh Seen it from a different side, but uh, being here at ATLA with my uh, old colleagues, the trial lawyers, is always a special experience. And uh, being here with Jeff, uh, who I've known quite a few years, uh, been in the same office building for a long time, is truly an honor. And, uh, Mike, I think you hit on it with the word advocate, and that's what I think about when it comes to Jeff Goldberg. Advocate for his own clients. Uh, Jeff specializes in representing the individual uh, catastrophic injured or wrongful death cases and medical malpractice, product liability, aviation cases. And an advocate, even on a national level, uh, he happens to be the outgoing president of a unique and tremendous public law firm, Trial Lawyers for Public Justice. And I hope we have opportunity here today to talk about what a worthwhile uh, organization that is. So, Jeff, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks a lot, Ken. Could you give us a background on the on the mission for the Trial Lawyers for Public Justice? Sure. Uh, Trial Lawyers for Public Justice is a national public interest law firm. We pride ourselves on generally trying to take care of the many cases that private lawyers couldn't take care of because there are no uh, financial returns for it. You couldn't afford to do it. We are very, very strong in issues of environmental protection, civil rights, constitutional rights, federal preemption, mandatory arbitration. One of the things that uh, we've had last year, we had 10 cases in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. We're very successful in many of them. And one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that trial lawyers for public justice, our work really relates also not only to public interest issues, but it relates to the rights of the individuals 
because our rights are trying to be taken away from us. Uh, I think some people understand that uh, the last bastion for people with public rights and public citizens are the courts, and we need to make sure that we always have access to the courts. Federal preemption, they're trying to take that away. Trial Lawyers for Public Justice is fighting nationally to maintain our rights to get into the courthouse so the little guy can have his day in court and have the right to take on anyone that violates his rights, his constitutional rights, or his private rights. You know, uh, I've, I've heard, and, and we're all aware of the fact, that there's an awful lot being wrapped around this concept of tort reform today, and, uh, in the, and especially in the political realm, and there's some misconceptions of being... Uh, being also stated around it. And the public, I think, is confused about uh, what tort reform is all about. Why don't you kind of give your per- perception of what tort reform is and how, where it's headed and where you'd like to see it go? Well, first of all, I think, as with many things, it's a, a misnomer. What it's trying to do is tort deform. The tort system has been a part of the United States history uh, since in- inception. We, we we're proud of our tort system. It gives the rights of the little one, the injured individual, the right to seek redress from a major corporation, from the government, who, from whoever violates his rights. The major corporations, with their money and their power, have realized that the tort system hurts them because they are held responsible. They want to find a way to not be held responsible. They found that in the courthouse, the juries will hold them responsible. So what they've said is, okay, let's just change the rules. And they've gone into the political arena and tried to go behind the courts, take away the right to a jury, and take away our rights to sue, take away, put on limits in torts, put on limits, avoid certain ways we can sue, try to limit products liability. They have right now the class action fairness bill. They want to promote the class action fairness bill. Well, one of the things they've done brilliantly is they've named it really well. They say it's a class action fairness bill. But I suggest to anyone that reads the bill, it's really the class action unfairness bill. What it does is it tries to take away the rights of people to sue. They're trying to take away class actions. They want to destroy class actions. Why? We all know that what a class action does. It allows little individuals who may have an injury of only a dollar or two dollars or twelve dollars or fifteen dollars a piece. Well, you can't afford to sue for one of those. But when the company has hurt millions of people to the tune of four dollars or fifteen dollars, you can have a class action do that. They do the fairness bill and take away our right to do that. Then all the corporations will never be held responsible for those small injuries. I, I, well, I'm, I, I think of the blind justice in front of the courthouse with the scales, and I thought the motto was equal justice for all. And we're headed in a direction, and we need advocates like Jeff to make sure it is equal justice for all. That the little guy has a chance. It's the one place he can get uh, his opportunity, and he needs an advocate. If we shut that system off. If we if we bar those doors from them, then we've lost something in this country. One of the things that they're trying to do is have mandatory arbitration provisions in contracts. In California, in certain places, if you go into a hospital, one of the terms of agreeing to get medical treatment is you agree to arbitrate your claim. Here you are lying on a gurney, signing away your rights to your day in court. And you're right, Mike, equal justice for all, but if they can keep us out of the courthouse, there's no place where we can get our justice, and that's what they're trying to do. Well, I know another area that's uh, very controversial at this point is this cap on, on medical malpractice awards. Uh, I think you have a perspective. I've heard you talk about uh, how it's not just capping the large awards, but it's really hurting the little guy. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, first of all, the justification for the caps, if you look at any of the empirical data, 
is not justified. What we're looking at is an insurance spike. We've got in- returns on investments are low, so the insurance companies aren't doing all- as well. They say we're not allowed to audit their books in many states, so they set their rates whatever way they want. What they figured out is if they can get caps passed, then they can charge the doctors the same thing and not pay out as much. They've never told us that they're going to lower the rates for the doctors, and historically they haven't. But what caps do is the following. Number one, it sets an arbitrary limit saying the most a person could be injured is, say, $250,000 for pain and suffering. Well, all injuries are not the same. The juries are the ones should be determining what our rights are. But more importantly, it makes it economically unfeasible for many of us to take certain cases. If a, if a non-wage earner, someone who is retired, has now spent their, their years working, now they're out for retirement, they lose their arm. That case could be worth only $250,000 under their cap system because there's no economic damage. They might make us spend $100,000 to litigate the case in cost because they'll bring up experts, and they know that we won't be able to take that case. So these caps are, they say, to take away frivolous lawsuits. They have nothing at all to do with frivolous lawsuits. We believe that their cap on frivolous lawsuits should be zero. There shouldn't be frivolous lawsuits. Plaintiffs' lawyers that understand this don't want frivolous lawsuits. What we want is fair compensation and just compensation for someone that's severely injured. Has the uh, have there been some success stories uh, with with your trial lawyers for public justice in the recent months? We, we've had some remarkable uh, success stories. We're really proud of it. We've got our newsletter that just came out. We are the organization. We had our first case in the country that was able to sue a gun manufacturer for not childproofing a gun. We were successful in filing the lawsuit and settling the case in a confidential settlement. We're not allowed to disclose the terms of it. But it's the first time any gun manufacturer in this country has been held responsible. You can actually tell us here. No one's really listening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Then I'll need a lawyer. Uh, one of the other ones, we've done a lot of work with Title IX, women in athletics. We've gotten into a position now where we've been so successful in these cases that in the last three cases trial lawyers for public justice handled, all we did was send a letter to the university that had violated Title IX, and they wanted to sit down at the, at the table with us and work out a settlement. We don't have to file. We haven't had to. One of the other areas is the asbestos abatement programs around the country. In Dallas and St. Louis, we were able to stop some things – the companies, cities wanted to clean up asbestos, so instead of doing it the proper way, which involves millions of dollars, and it is a costly cleanup project, they've developed a new thing called doze and hose. What they do is they bring a bulldozer in, they knock the building over while they're soaking it with fire hoses, hoping that that holds the asbestos down to the ground, and then they sweep it up and put it in bags. And if you notice, I did say hoping it holds it down because it's a program that's never been tested, but they do it in economically deprived areas, and we've stopped it twice now around the country. So, yeah, we've, we've been very successful. Well, all these tort reform battles, as, as we all know, uh, lay right in the laps of the political process. And uh, what are you doing in the political arena to try to make this public justice, this, this uh, vision and view that you have of what it should be, uh, reality in, 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 in law? Well, to be very specific, trial lawyers for public justice does not lobby. We do not add, we do not get ourselves involved in that. That is other parties, ADLA, other organizations do that. We are an organization of trial lawyers and we only use the trial lawyer forum in the courthouse to seek our rights. We, we recognize that other things are being done and should be done, but that, that is not one of the roles of trial lawyers for public justice. What we're trying to do is show the country that trial lawyers can accomplish wonderful things and justice and rights if we're allowed to get our way into a courthouse. And that's our mission. 
You know, it's interesting, and again, we talk about the political atmosphere, that uh, for purposes that suit their purposes, trial lawyers are being painted with a, uh, an ugly brush stroke at times. And it's, it's, uh, it's guys like you, Jeff, that I, I, I think hold, we hold in the highest esteem. Not only one of the best trial lawyers in the country and very successful, and, but then you're giving back uh, and to, to the community in Chicago and all across the country uh, and standing up, as, as uh, Ken said, as an advocate for, for the average Joe. Absolutely, and uh, we're, we're really pleased to have had you uh, on the show today, uh, Jeff. Chris, quickly, Jeff, if someone wants to get involved with trial lawyers for public justice, how can he or she uh, do that? Uh, our website is www.t, as in Tom, L-P-G, trial lawyers for public justice, J, excuse me, uh, .org, www.tlpj.org. Uh, they can get us there. Our office is in Washington, D.C. or Oakland, California. We have two offices. And for anybody that's at the Toronto Convention, please join us this afternoon. We're having our our yearly uh, party. We've got a speaker today that should be wonderful, entertaining, and very, very informative, and Erwin Chemerinsky. Tremendous, tremendous. Well, Ken, thank you for joining us from Chicago, and uh, Mike as well for being the co-host. And Jeff, uh, again, it's our pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Larry. Well, we're going to go to a short break right now. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Ringler Radio from the Atla Convention right here in Toronto. This is Ringler Radio, Internet radio from Ringler Associates, placing more than $18 billion in structures over the past 30 years at one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Want to contact someone at Ringler Associates? Go to the website at www.ringlerassociates.com and find an associate in your region of the United States. And thanks for listening. Ringler Radio is produced by broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen for today's program on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Uh, This is your host, Larry Cohen, and we're speaking to you today from Toronto, Canada at the ATLA Convention. Uh, as I promised you before, we're going to have a lot of high-profile guests on the show, and uh, just like I, I told you, serving as my co-host right now is uh, the Midwest Division Head of Ringler Associates, uh, Mike Casey from uh, Chicago. And Mike is a 25-year veteran of Ringler, and uh, I know he's known to a, a lot of you out there. And Mike, I want to welcome you to Ringler Radio today. Well, thanks, Larry. It is exciting to be here in Toronto with our Atla Partners. We've been uh, lucky, you and I, to have opportunities to work with some of the best trial lawyers across the country, and coming up here is kind of like a, a reunion uh, that we get to see our friends again. We see a lot of old friends here. It's been great. Uh, you know, Mike, let me just ask you one thing. You know, we're we're embarking on a what I call a new paradigm, this concept of communicating to our audience and our clients uh, through the through the new concept of Internet radio. And, uh, 
you know, we've done a lot of other means of communication in the past. What do you feel about this as we move forward? Well, it's another innovation, Larry. It's, uh, as I said, we, we get to work one-on-one with, with the best of the best across the country. Uh, but this gives us an opportunity to reach out and, and pool our assets uh, on a new system, a new new development. And I, uh, as usual, we try to be uh, a leader in our field, and I think this is uh, another step in the right direction. Uh, absolutely. You know, also here with us uh, once again is Scott Hoover. Scott's our southern division head uh, from Orlando, Florida. And uh, between you, Mike, and, uh, and Scott, and uh, our other guest here, uh, Brian Cruz. I think we have a lot of talent in the room today, so I think we're ready to roll. Uh, Scott, I understand uh, Brian is a special guest of yours, and uh, you and he have worked on uh, quite a few cases together. Uh, why don't you introduce Brian and uh, tell us about a particular uh, case, uh, kind of a cautionary tale that uh, you have to tell us about today. Sure, I'd love to, Larry. Thanks again for having me. Um, and I echo Mike Casey's comments about being here in Toronto to uh, meet our friends from ATLA. Um, with us today, we have Brian Cruz. Um, Brian is a longtime friend of mine and colleague, and uh, he has uh, 20 years of experience in litigation. He's tried to verdict over 80 jury trials. Brian practices in Central Florida, which is where I'm from, and uh, the name of his firm is Cruz and Botiford, uh, and they are located in the Orlando uh, metro area. Welcome, Brian and, Brian, and thanks for coming. Scott, we're glad to be here. You have a very interesting case uh that, that you were telling us all about, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on today, Brian. Uh, again, I call it, as I did before, a cautionary tale uh, about uh, what happens when someone takes uh, cash and structure, uh, what happens to most of the cash that uh, that, that uh, gets preyed upon by uh, people that uh, shouldn't be doing it. But go ahead. Why don't you tell us a story? Well, Larry, uh, I've had a number of cases where Scott has done the structures over the last 15 years, and this particular case comes to mind because it was my very first big multi-million dollar settlement case. And we'll call the client uh, Susie Q for purposes of confidentiality. But essentially what happened is Susie Q was involved in a very, very horrible auto accident in Warner Park, Florida. And ultimately at the conclusion of her case, we settled, settled the case. It was a multi-million dollar settlement. And it came down to the fact that she was a single uh, female, uh, 27 years of age, former school teacher, and she had a significant other, and ultimately he became a fiancé during the uh, litigation. Well, the, the rub came in at uh, mediation when I, of course, asked Scott and his colleagues to come on board and explain structured settlements and things of that nature to them. And ultimately what happened is uh, the significant other boyfriend of Susie Q, the brain-damaged client that I had, wanted to take all the settlement funds in cash rather than do any structure. Well, through a course of maneuvering and persuasion and talking to the family members, we ultimately took a substantial portion of the case and structured it. Why is that important? Because if you roll the tape forward about four years later, things changed dramatically. The significant other uh, ultimately took the cash monies that we did not structure and made poor investments in real estate and the stock market, lost it all. And we're talking almost close to a million dollars. Then the other uh, portion of the money we had structured for her, and thank goodness we did because if we had not structured it, he would have taken care of that money as well too. The last I heard of him uh, was just a few years ago. And, of course, this structure happened in 1989-1990 time period. Last I heard, uh, they were chasing him down, and he was in his wife's um, Mercedes 
and he had a significantly younger blonde female <laughs> in the passenger seat. So he had taken care of her uh, monies inappropriately, lost it all in bad investments. And so as a trial lawyer and somebody that's concerned about our, our clients, you know, we want to call on Scott to explain annuities to them and, and why it's so important to put that money aside, even though they want to have the cash in their hand, but put that money aside because not, you know, fiancés, boyfriends, even husbands or wives are not necessarily good financial advisors. And that's why we have to rely on their expertise. I agree, Scott. Oftentimes, uh, Brian asks you to uh, meet with uh, those those claimants and, and to try to explain the benefits. And uh, how do you find that uh, that conversation? Well, as you well know, any time that we can get into the plaintiff's camp and and talk about the benefits of a structured settlement, uh, the tax free nature, uh, the fact that it's a fixed income and it's very flexible, and we can write a package that basically matches the needs of that particular plaintiff. Um, that's what our job is all about. We do that, and I think that uh, Ringler Associates is one of those companies that um, our people are, are qualified and credible, and when we can get into the plaintiff's camp, um, people listen to what we have to say. And you make a good point. Scott, at the, uh, one of the most important benefits, we've gone through the tax benefits. It's a good investment. But I, I think Brian's story brings home probably the single most uh, important issue that a structure brings, and that's security. These are people who are often very vulnerable. And Brian does his job and works so hard as an advocate to put him in a position to make a recovery. It's got to be frustrating, Brian, when uh, when that all that effort goes to waste and you see it disappear. Yeah, it is it, absolutely. And so, in any case where you have somebody that's not capable really of making their own decisions, and even people that are, they're not usually good financial advisors to themselves. So I always suggest to them to do an annuity. And that way they know for sure over the remainder of their life expectancy they've got a fund of, of money coming in and that nobody can get to it and blow it like the guy did in the case of Susie Q. Exactly. You know, we often, and all of us do, we, we, we often hear from people saying that they're looking, they're ch- trying to chase a rate of return, looking for another quarter percent, uh, not realizing, of course, that a few years down the road uh, the cash that they put away to do that is dissipated. So that's a that's terrific, Brian, that you did that. And, uh, and I'm sure that... Uh, not only not only your client is satisfied, but uh, I think Mike, uh, we've been involved in a lot of other areas in the structured yeah, settlement sp- arena. Speaking of historically good uh, financial investors, uh, a recent phenomenon <laughs> in the last five years we've noticed is uh, attorneys structuring their fees, and I think that uh, we've got a, a lot of uh, structured settlement expertise here at the table, and we'd all agree that in the last five years we've seen a, a significant increase in, in attorneys using the structured vehicle to structure their fees to defer the income. Have you been aware of that, Brian? Well, Mike, uh, I wasn't dealing with you, but I have, was just dealing with Scott this week on a case. I was fortunate enough and blessed by God to have another multi-million dollar settlement uh, this year. Congratulations. And I was able to, to structure several hundred thousand dollars of that money, uh, and therefore I you know, deferred the taxes, and uh, I'm actually just structuring it out for 10 years from now when my last of my Two of my last of the four kids, mm-hmm. two of the four kids are going to be in college and they're girls, so I know what's coming, marriage and things like that. So <laughs> I've structured that money out for 10 years from now, and it pays out for 10 years, which will cover their college and whatever's left over for other things. You're getting ready, but I can guarantee, as a, as a father of two girls, 
it's probably not enough. You got to keep. You got to keep doing it. <laughs> it probably isn't. But you know, at this point, uh, it, it defers the money out, and uh, and the good news is is that it'll be there for them for their college funds. And that advantage of that advantage of security, it, it, it works for everybody. It really does, you know. And I have a, a good planner fraternity lawyer friend of mine who hit upon the, the 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 key element of this structuring of the fees, and like a light bulb went on went on in his head. When he realized that if he took the $300,000 fee that was coming to him in this particular case as cash, he would essentially pay 100 of it to the, you know, to the government as taxes and, and then be able to invest the 200. But lo and behold, if he was, if he was going to do a structured fee, he would be buying the annuity asset with the full $300,000 and then deferring out the taxation later on. So it was almost a no-brainer for him and it, uh, that that argument and that that discussion uh, is very vital uh, as you move down the road to, for people to really understand the, the benefit. Larry, that's a very attractive feature of it, and I I have to tell you I had to think about that too, and and uh, and that, that that's exactly why I did it. Well, that's great, and you know piggybacking uh, is another element. You know, you do one case, you do another case, and little it, it, all it takes is a little bit of every case. My grandfather was uh, gave me a great slogan I live by, and it was <laughs> it was a, lo- a lot of a little is a lot. And uh, if you if you structure a, lo- a piece of every fee, ultimately it grows, and you have a, you you build a, a substantial future for yourself. So that's that's terrific. Uh, Scott, what what else? Uh, you and Brian have been involved in a lot of cases. What else could you tell our audience about? Uh, the benefit of getting there again in that in that room with those with those claimants to help explain to them the real meaning and benefit of structured settlements. Well, primarily, I would I would venture that the fact that I can sit and listen to what their needs are, rather than have somebody in my camp, let's say I'm in the defense camp, have someone speculate on what the plaintiff could use or need. I think it's important for me to to cross over, sit down with with Brian's client and ask them the questions that need to be asked so I can basically go back and put together a plan that makes sense for him. Well, that's exactly right. And Brian, thanks for letting Scott and folks like us in that, in that room because that's a big, big help. Brian, if someone wanted to get in touch with you and your firm, how would they do that? I'm in Orlando, Florida in the phone book like most of the other lawyers are. And, uh, Please give us a call if they had any questions about a personal injury case or a structure or anything or working with Scott and his his group, Ringler, and uh, we're available anytime. Well, that's that's great. Do you have a f- website? or? Yeah, we do. It's uh, cruiseandbotiford.com, or this is a really catchy one, For the Pain, F-O-R-T-H-E-P-A-I-N.com. <laughs> well, that, that's a new one on me. That's great. Thanks a lot. Well, I want to thank you again, Brian, for being here, and Scott as well, and Mike. Uh, we're going to go take a short break now and uh, be back in just a few minutes with more of Ringler Radio here at the Atla Convention in Toronto. This is Ringler Radio, Internet radio from Ringler Associates, placing more than $18 billion in structures over the past 30 years at one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Ringler Radio is produced by broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Larry Cohen. As you know, there's an awful lot of information and misinformation out there about structured settlements. So to give you all a convenient way to access what you need and a simple way to contact us, we've redesigned our website, ringlerassociates.com. Our next guest is the architect of that rather massive undertaking and a 25-year veteran of Ringler Associates, Pat Farber. 
Pat joined Ringler in 1981 after an impressive career in the insurance industry. He manages Ringler's Western Division from his office in Newport Beach, California, and we're happy he could join us today. Hello, Pat, and welcome to Ringler Radio. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for asking me. Pat, why don't you give our listeners an overview of the of the Ringler website, tell us a little bit about how you enhanced it, and uh, just what some of the key elements are. Sure. What we wanted to do, Larry, when we changed the website over was to make it sort of an electronic library for any one of our clients who used it. In the past, we were a little limited on some of the information that we had, and now it's more of a glossary of terms to where if someone wants to browse, they can just put in the word tax-free, uh, annuity, lawyer, fees, whatever, and that will take them to the appropriate page within the website, and then they can uh, get the information they need from there. You know, speaking of that, let's say a, a lawyer listening today would like to structure their attorney fees. Uh, how would they specifically access the information in the website? Are there specific uh things they can click on to get there easily? Yeah, they can. First of all, we have an overview, so they can take a guided tour. So they can just click on guided tour, and we'll walk them through the website. And the guided tour will specifically take them to large topics that they can then further break down as they want to get more specific. But for me, as I recommend to people when I walk them through the web, if they'll just type in the word they want to find, in this case, attorney fees, that will take them right to the site. It will give them recent cases, the legislation, the forms, and the benefits. Sounds like we've Googled our website in, in a way. You know, we have, and it really has become a large proponent of what we do because of the speed factor that uh, lawyers are very busy people, and we recognize that. And this will quickly get them to the page that they want. You know, one of the things uh, that we find is a lot of times people out there want to get educated about topics around structured settlements and Either, either for specific cases they're handling or just to enhance their education. Uh, and we have a lot of information on the website about all areas of structured settlements, not just those dealing with uh, litigation cases. Is that right? That's correct. And one of the easiest ways for a user to do it is to uh, click on Refer a Broker or click on Ask a Question. And when they do, they will be shown a map of the United States and all of our offices and they can select an office in their geographic area or the area of legislation that they want to speak about, and they can email a question to that office and get a, an immediate response from someone in that particular office. So in essence, it allows us to really have that global reach. We can well, reach any of, our, any of our brokers at any time. It does, and the best part is that, as you know, things are moving along very quickly electronically today, and it really has brought us into the times to where a three- or four-word question can generate a 30-word uh, answer in all-in within 30 or 40 seconds. And it seems like that's where people want it to be. They want good, accurate, honest information, and they want it when they need it. You know, Pat, we've been sending out newsletters every, every so often uh, in the, almost the old-fashioned way. Can, can we access the newsletter through the website as well? Yes, actually, the newsletter is included each quarter electronically on the web. And... Uh, someone can just click on newsletter and go ahead and read it. And it really is a better way, Larry. You're right. With the cost of postage and with the time that we don't have to sit down and read, someone can just log on to the website and read it anytime they want. 
Well, you know, the reason we redesigned the website, and, and Pat, once again, I want to thank you for doing it because you really took on the burden to do it for the, for the organization. What we did was we wanted to make it easier for our, uh, our audience and our listeners and our clients to, uh, to we, you know, wade through all this information a lot more simply. So great, Pat. Before we sign off, uh, why don't you give our listeners that web, uh, website address one more time? Uh, thank you, Larry. It's www.ringlerassociates.com, and it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as the entire web is. And anyone who uses it, there's also an area for suggestions that we're always looking for ways to make it faster, more meaningful, or even easier to use. That's super. Pat, it's been great having you on, and I hope you'll be back on Ringler Radio real soon. Thank you, Larry. Well, we want to thank all of our distinguished guests who joined our programs here in Toronto at the 2005 ATLA Convention. And, uh, again, I want to thank our listeners uh, at Ringler Radio. Don't forget now, you can listen to our shows anytime on the Legal Talk Network, and you can download the shows for later listening. Uh, We keep these shows online so you don't miss anything. You can listen on demand. It's all about your schedule. You know, what I hope you've taken from these shows in the last few days is a greater understanding that every time we structure a settlement, it has a big impact on people's lives, real people's lives. And, uh, you know, Ringler is involved now in one of every four structures uh, completed by independent brokers in this country. And uh, our philosophy is and has o- always has been that each case is unique. And that's really how we approach each and every one of them. So thanks again for listening. And if you want to reach any of us at Ringler Associates, the website is ringlerassociates.com. We hope you'll enjoy our future programs. Now go out and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. We hope you'll join us for the next program on the Legal Talk Network.